BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No, you all didn't know the old me that for 40 years, Darren, I was a kamikaze. The fact that I'm alive is a miracle. How about that? I've ridden steers, jumped off cliffs, been shot and been shot at, and I survived it all. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey. Wow. Go to our Instagram, everybody. Go now. Go now. Now. I'm going right now. Uh, At... The Rod Peterson Show. Morgan's here. Morgan's in town, and she is modeling some of the gear that I'm not sure is available in stores. Isn't that special? Yeah, you can't order? buy. Oh, the the gear. Yeah, she's we- the one that she's wearing. But it will be. Yeah. Oh, will it? Okay. It says sweatpants capital on it. And it's so great. So if you go to our Instagram right now, or I could send it to you, Clark, and maybe we could put it up on the screen for everybody to see. But this is hour two of the program, brought to you by Core Grain, doing the right thing for your farm. And tomorrow, I'll be wearing this wonderful golf shirt sent to us by Cora Grain. It's, it's the right fit. Okay, I won't wear mine then. Why not? We're a team. Wear them to, okay, we'll wear them together. I was going to put it on here for hour two, but I, I'm wearing my God's team golf shirt today, the Regina Pats Hockey Club, the oldest, world, the oldest junior hockey team in the world. And I'm not taking that off. When I, so tomorrow, I'll wear for Cora Grain the whole hour. Okay. Good idea. Coming up this hour, a late ad. The voice of the Vancouver Canucks, Brendan Batchelor, will join us from Sportsnet 650 Radio in Vancouver. I want to say hey to all of our uh, viewers out there in British Columbia. We got a lot of plans on the go, if you haven't noticed. And I dropped the bomb yesterday, last hour that I'm heading to Florida this weekend for, for a spell. Going to be going to some Dolphins games, particularly this Sunday's Bills-Dolphins game, and then Florida Panthers games, been accredited there for the season. And doing the show. And I'm going to be doing the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not getting rid of me that easily. And I'm not going. No, but I was getting to that. Single tier. (laughs) So we're going to another locale in Alberta next month. Is that confirmed? Do you, yeah. to, do you want me to stop talking? Well, no, go, because if we say we're going, we're going. Yeah, but you're, on, you're with me on that trip. Oh, I'm with you on that one, for that's sure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to uh, Edmonton for the Oilers home opener, and that's going to be great. Oh, I can also. Yeah, whatever you want. You it's your do, show. Do you want to do the next one, too, December? That's, I was getting to I that. just, yeah. So when I said the voice of the Canucks, Brennan Bachelor is coming on, and hello to our BC viewers, and we're coming out your way. 
that was the long road that I was getting to most, but you just put it in high gear. You went off-roading, right? I don't usually do that. Nope, but I you don't. did there. Well, I you're don't. so geeked up because this is your roadie. I guess. Tell them, because we've got viewers that aren't on Instagram, and they want to see this photo of Morgan and what she's up to. So Trinity Western University is uh, bringing us out, the show out there. You may or may not be there, because you may or may not be somewhere else. Yeah, we don't we, know yet. We don't know yet, but uh, flights are booked. Going to be in the Vancouver Langley area uh, early December for a few shows. And I'll be there. Check out the, uh, the uh, Spartans and the Giants as well, the Vancouver Giants. Check them out at the Canucks play as well. So we're going to do the Vancouver trip, too, very early December. So we'll connect with everybody on the coast. Uh, so, yeah. The photos on the way. I sent it to Ryan's account, by the way, Clark, just so you know, as those guys like me to do. And it's Morgan in front of the big splashy backdrop. This place is just growing and expanding and it's exploding. But enough about that. Uh, general, the general in Calgary says, LOL, you two are cute together like a married couple. I've got that before. <laughs> I've got that. Well, you should, you should want to get along with your partner as well as this, wouldn't you? You want to go to work and have fun with the people that you work with. Of course. Yeah. You just got highly uncomfortable. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm very... I'm very comfortable. Jennifer at the Four Seasons Sports Palace writes in. She says, yes, please. I don't have Instagram. Well, get Instagram. Anyways, back to the, uh, the topics at hand, although I'm having fun with all of these. It's a day game today. The Blue Jays and the Tampa Bay Rays, 307 Eastern, 107 p.m. Mountain, where we reside. Blue Jays raised. Tampa won last night 2 nothing. The Blue Jays spanked them 8-1 on Monday. Today's the rubber match. And I guess today we find out who the real Blue Jays are, because 8-1, they're bombing. More home runs. Vladdy hit his 45th. Alec Manoa goes into the eighth inning, which, which reminds me, Ray in the sixth, if you remember earlier this year, remember when Alec Manoa made his first start? It was at Yankee Stadium, and he wrote in and he said, do you think the kid's ready? When are we going to find out if he's ready if you don't throw him out there? That's right. Like I, was, I started in this business really, like 16. They threw me into the deep end. You either swim or you sink. I'm a big fan of throwing people into the deep end. And they threw him into the deep. Yankee Stadium first start, and he won. And he's just got better all year long. So that was Monday, 8-1. And then last night, the Rays completely silenced the Blue Jays' bats. It was only the third time all year the Blue Jays have been shut out. 2 nothing. And afterwards, Mike Zanino of the Rays said this is that was a playoff game. And it's like... These guys know big boy baseball. They swept the Blue Jays last year in the playoffs. It wasn't even in the division series. It wasn't even a, a thing. So we're going to find out today if the Blue Jays are serious. And Robbie Ray starts. That's good. Uh, here's the photo. We got it. This is Morgan. She is the brains behind this entire outfit. So that's out in the lobby. And that's the sweatpants capital. I just thought it was so cute she showed up in that today. I'm like, ah. Oh. You ordered me a pair of sweats that say that, but they weren't big enough. So yeah. I gave them to Lynch. They weren't long enough. So I gave them to Lynch. Yeah. Today's been a little quieter of a day sports-wise, other than the New Orleans Saints coming out and saying eight members of their staff have COVID. The gentleman in Victoria stopped talking after that when he goes, oh, it, it, COVID's over in the NFL. It's not over for anybody, bro. 
I'm trying to remember what Labardius said yesterday when I asked him if, there, if life had changed for the broadcasters. Do you remember what he said? feels like not much has changed. No, it doesn't feel like a lot, but he's hoping they can travel. He's hoping they'll be able to travel this year with the group, I'm pretty sure, because last year, I mean, pizza hockey guy loves it to his core, right? He doesn't want to be in a studio watching a game yeah. on a monitor and calling it. He wants to be there and feel the atmosphere and the crowd and connect with the athletes, the players and the coaches, and he's good at it, so... I'm hoping that it that it's wide open for the for the broadcasters. Well, it's yeah, honestly, it's why I got into this business. I loved calling the games, but I wanted to be around the guys. I wanted to be on the bus. I wanted to be in the venue. If you're not allowed to do that, what fun is it? Calling a game off a monitor. I'm lucky to have done it when I did. Yeah. The poll today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is. Which is Canada's game of the week in week seven of the Canadian Football League? And I'm a little surprised. Leading on both Facebook and Twitter is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers at the Edmonton Elks on Saturday night. I got to say, I'm quite surprised by that. And here's why. Say what? Sorry, Clark's talking to me here. Okay, Toronto. It's, oh, thank you. Toronto at Sask has taken over with 43% of the vote. On Twitter... Winnipeg at Edmonton continues to lead with 42%. And it's because why I was surprised with the results is that Toronto, biggest market, versus Saskatchewan, most rabid market historically, you would think they would be leading. Does that Winnipeg-Edmonton game have a bigger impact on the standings, per se? Because it's all West Division. What What is so sexy about the Blue Bombers and the Elks, do you think, to everybody? I don't know. I really don't. I mean... If Edmonton had completed the sweep, the Labor Day back-to-back over Calgary, I would say that might be the game of the week because of the intrigue, right? Is Edmonton back on track? Are they better than what they started and what they showed? Really galvanized by the outbreak and everything else Mm -hmm. and coming together as a team. But they lost the back end of that and didn't look all that great. Um, I think it's just we've connected with a lot of people in Winnipeg. I think that's, that's the biggest thing that stands out to me is how much that market is paying attention. And now they're starting to hit the, Good. hit the vote button, which is great. Who the heck was I on the phone with? I was talking to a lot of guys in the last 24 hours now that I think about it. But they're like, what is the deal with Winnipeg? And I said, they've been nicer to us than anybody else. The Jets, the Bombers, the city themselves. I don't know what it is. I think it's because... TSN put a bullet in Winnipeg's all-sports radio station, and there was a huge hole there, Yeah, right? And they were looking for something in the daytime that uh, scratched their itch, and they found us, and we couldn't be happier. Speaking of addiction, it destroys relationships, families, and lives. But the good news is addiction is a treatable illness. At Aurora Recovery Center, we provide everything you need to build a solid foundation for your recovery with holistic, evidence-based treatment tailored to each individual. Located in Gimli, Manitoba, on the shores of beautiful Lake Winnipeg, Aurora can help regardless of whether or not you feel ready or have tried before. Aurora Recovery Center, recovery for life. Visit their website, aurorarecoverycenter.com. I've been there. I can attest. I love the place. I love the people. I went to betregal.net, and unless you can find it, Clark or Moose, I, haven't, I don't think they've posted the odds yet for this week's CFL games. And 
Here's my homework. We've been having Zoom calls every week with the people from Bet Regal, our official betting partner, and those of the CFL. Here's your homework, Rod. Learn how to bet. Well, that's fun. This is my job. I know. That's a lot of fun. It's 11, 11, 11. I just saw it. Spicy. Take a drink of coffee. Make a wish. And be very clear of what you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. Jeff Cabillas in Winnipeg says, we're preparing to give Rod and Dupes the key to the city. Just kidding. Well, not yet. Hey, we'll take it. But there's a few trips on the way. Oh, they got the odds. They got the odds. Are you ready? Moose? Yes. Mm-mm-mm. Calgary's Stampeders at the Hamilton Tiger Cats. It is the rematch of the 2014 Grey Cup. And we all remember how that ended. Hamilton favored by 2.5. What are you taking? I'm taking the bet. You're taking Hamilton? Yes, I am. I'm going to take the stamps. You would? Yeah, I would. The Toronto Argonauts at the Saskatchewan Rough Riders on Friday night, second game of a doubleheader. Saskatchewan favored by 3.5. I'm taking uh, the Argos to beat the spread. I do not know. You want some time? I'll take the Riders just to be opposite of you. But <laughs> okay. I, I literally don't know. Riders don't know who their quarterback's going to be. They're somewhat in disarray. They're concerned. Yeah. I, I think... think about the Argos defense. Why wouldn't they be? They don't know who the defensive coordinator is going to be coming into this one. Is Chris Jones, although he's not going to be there, going to be preparing their defensive game plan? They don't know. It's hard not to. So you're taking the Riders. I got the Argos. Sure. Okay. BC Lions at the Montreal Alouettes. Alouettes favored by four, and I'm taking that bet. I think Andre Balduc will win a CFL debut. I think they'll rally together with the absence of Kari Jones. Long way for the BC Lions to travel to. I got Montreal by four. Perfect. I'll take BC. Look at you. I eh? like Mike Riley right now. Is anybody writing this down? He's rolling. I think he's got three players of the week out of four weeks in the CFL. I know. Well, he's the highest paid player in the league for a reason. And then, dun, dun, dun. The road favorites, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers at the Edmonton Elks Saturday night. Canada's game of the week. Bombers favored by four on the road at Edmonton. I'm going to take Edmonton to beat the spread. Woo! I'm taking Winnipeg. How about that? Bob's your uncle. How about that? Bob's your uncle. (laughs) Uh, Corey Hill watching on YouTube. Just taking a major off-ramp. Would the Ottawa Senators make the playoffs this year? And how much should Ottawa sign Brady Kachuk for? Quite like right off the board, which I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ottawa's not making the playoffs this year. It kills me to say that, despite what Mark Mathot says. Actually, I think he said within three years, Ottawa will be a better team than the Leafs, right? I think that's yeah. what he said, the former Sens defenseman. Yeah. Um, they're going to sign Brady to eight by eight. And I think that's fine. Brady Kachuk's at least done something in this league. I'm surprised at the Kirill Kaprizov comments that I made yesterday, how much support there was from hockey people. Did you see that writing into our Instagram? Yeah. This, guy, this guy's a joke. This situation's a joke. $9 million. What honestly makes him think that he's worth more than that? Bill Guerin is 
off, the general manager of the Wild has offered short-term, mid-range term, and long-term deals, all at $9 million a year. Nobody in Minnesota has ever been paid more than that, and they've had some great players go through there. And he's still not going to report for camp. That's what they say. It's crazy. Uh, I did not. Where's the comment from the guy about us filling the void? Uh, Dan, the Jets fan. Where the heck is it? Dan. Uh, some, oh, here it is. I love the show. Of course, my computer. Oh, it is. Love the show. Sure filled the void of TSN 1290. We knew that there was a void for daytime sports talk, not only in this market, but across the country. Mm -hmm. Maybe even across the continent. That's what we're seeing. It still blows my mind that over 50% of our viewers are American, but whatever. They seem to like what we're doing. What else you got, Moose, before we break? Because I'm not going to see you for a while. Yeah, you're not, hey? For 20 on minutes. The, well, on the, on the Ottawa Senators thing. Yeah. Brady Kachuk, really good piece. I like what they've done in the, with the young core that they've started to assemble. If goaltending can play well, Matt Murray, they might sneak in. But I think the year after and the year after that, like Mark Mathot mentioned, mm-hmm. they're going to start trending upwards if they can keep this young core together. Ottawa's, you know, they're a ways away, but they got the right pieces in place, I think. Well, like we say about them extending their general manager, Pierre Dorian, if you haven't fired him yet, why would you fire him now? The rebuild's just finally coming together, and this is a good young team. But they're in a black and blue division, potentially the toughest division in the NHL. I think it might be, actually. Yeah. Bruins, Leafs, Habs. That's the Atlantic Division, right? That is a very difficult division. Extremely tough. Uh, we'll be going to the West Coast when we come back with the voice of the Vancouver Canucks. Ho, ho, ho. Brendan Batchelor. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with a performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Trust me, you're listening to a happy customer. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Trust me. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rob. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the RP Show. In moments, the voice of the Vancouver Canucks, Brendan Batchelor. We're just, for some reason, the topic of this program come up. And our viewership in, uh, in Winnipeg, especially, but James in Border, Manitoba, says the day after 1290 was canceled was the day I found the RP show. So Manitoba viewer there. 
from the general in Calgary. He says, you're better than most of the Calgary sports talk radio shows. How about like, that? I appreciate that. And we did have a lot of great uh, times out in Alberta last week. Six days out there. Uh, Genghis T. Smith watching. Genghis is in Detroit. He says, live sports talk shows could be the next big thing like your show. Keep up the good work, guys. Yeah, I guess. Are you talking about live streaming shows? Because there's been live sports talk shows around for 30 years or more. Um, yeah, and Corey Hill, by the way, has a lot of NHL questions. Corey watching on YouTube says, if Jack Eichel gets traded, not saying he is, which team could he go to? <clears throat> I will get into that with our next guest in a moment. Brendan Batchelor joining us from Sportsnet 650 from the West Coast. Good friend of the program. Great guy. How you doing, Batch? Good. Good to see you. How are you? It's been far too long. Very well. You're set up and sounding very clear. Seems to me like you've been doing a lot of home interviews. Would I be correct in the last little while? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and certainly last season, especially because we weren't on the road with the hockey team. So uh, most of the interviews we did were over Zoom or, or remotely. So uh, we've been hosting shows and doing all sorts of things from home. Uh, all of our show hosts have it at 650 as well. So we're getting used to it, I guess now. Yeah, wonderful technology here in 2020, 2021 for sure has made things a lot easier. So we're on the cusp of the season. I can't tell me what they're going through in BC because the Canucks are BC's team, not just Vancouver's. Um, optimistic, even pessimistic. How are they feeling? Because I was thinking about this this morning, Batch. Every team 0-0 tied right now. So what's the sense yeah. out there for their team going into camp? Well, it's probably all of the above uh, that you were mentioning, depending on who you talk to. There's people in Vancouver that are very optimistic with the changes that Jim Benning made to this hockey club in the offseason, most notably, of course, the trade bringing in Connor Garland and Oliver ekman Larson. There are pessimists that believe that ekman Larson's best days are behind him and that the seven-plus million that he's going to cost the Canucks against the salary cap over the next few years is going to be more of a negative than a positive. Uh, but in general, the the the, the sense of things that I get is that people are excited uh, for the hockey season to be back, excited to potentially be back in attendance at games at Rogers Arena here in Vancouver, and cautiously optimistic that this is a Canucks team that can put that dreadful season from last year behind them and get back into the playoff picture in the Pacific Division. Well, Batch, you called those games. You had a summer to mull it over. I'm sure you spent a lot of time thinking about what went wrong for the Canucks. Did you put your finger on anything? I'm, I'm sure you're tired of talking about it, but you know, what, what, what was it, do you think, that caused them to miss the playoffs with that talented lineup? Well, when you look at last season, it's more about, you know, not saying what went wrong, but what went right. And the answer to that question is not much. Uh, they had the largest COVID outbreak in the NHL. Elias Pettersson, their their top player, missed more than half of the season with an injury and, and struggled out of the gate to start the year as well. They had lost a couple of key veterans from the offseason before, guys like Chris Tanev and Jacob Markstrom that ended up in Calgary that I think probably, you know, threw off a bit of the chemistry in the room as well. And just all of those things came together uh, to, you know, combine for a, a dreadful season for the Canucks that concluded in them playing regular season games against the Flames that meant nothing except, you know, positioning for the standings after the playoffs had already begun. So um, I think both for the players, for the organization, for fans, and for those of us that covered it as well, it's a season we want to put behind us and hopefully move on to better things this year. So 
And thank you for that and for looking ahead now. Uh, with OEL there, Oliver ekman Larson, a perennial all-star in Arizona. Mm-hmm. I've watched him a ton of times with the Coyotes, and I don't think that his best years are behind him. He's a And you've seen him play enough. Tremendous, tremendous player. The one thing a lot of the analysts have said on this show from Vancouver is that the blue line, if there was a weak area, is that. You know, how much can he shore up on his own from there? What's been done to address that blue line of the Canucks? If that is, in fact... An Achilles heel, if there is one. Yeah, I would say that Oliver ekman Larson is probably, if I had to pick one player that could be a make-or-break player for the Canucks season this year, it's him. Because they've brought him in to help solidify the top four on the blue line. Alex Edler has moved on after his entire career spent in Vancouver. And even though he was an aging player, he brought a, a certain bottom line defensively that they're not going to have anymore. They moved away from Nate Schmidt in the offseason as well. Uh, And Edler and Schmidt defensively were one of their better pairings last year, uh, even though it was a season where the Canucks were were horrid defensively most of the time. So Ekman Larson coming in, if he can regain some of his you know, former form that we saw from him a few years ago. His game has declined over the last few years. And part of that could be the situation in Arizona. And certainly that's what Canuck fans are hoping is that he's going to come to Vancouver renewed and refreshed and ready to contribute to a team that wants to make a playoff push. But uh, as far as Ekman Larson goes, he if he can come in and, and play well, then the Canucks will do well and their blue line will improve. If he continues to struggle, as we've seen in Arizona over the last couple of years, then it's going to be a struggle for the Canucks to keep Puck out of their net. Uh, Thatcher Demko is something that you're not worried about. He's turned himself into a legitimate starting goaltender in the NHL. The Canucks forward group uh, through the top nine, especially is as deep as I've seen it in my time doing this job now, five years on the job with the Canucks. So they will be able to score and they've got goaltending. But it's their defensive core that, you know, will make or break how well they do this year. And Ekman Larson is the biggest part of that. You uh, mentioned crowds What's and playing before them. What's the deal for the Canucks with the COVID environment here? Are they full capacity? What's the word? Uh, that seems to be a matter of debate to this point. I think it's probably going to be 50% capacity. And then here in British Columbia now, uh, you will have to prove that you've been vaccinated to attend games and you have to wear masks indoors as we speak uh, right now in public spaces as well. So only fully vaccinated people at the games all wearing masks. And uh, you would hope that with those sorts of restrictions, the capacity could be increased uh, to close to 100%, if not 100%, but I would expect 50% to start the season at Rogers Arena anyway. Myself and our viewers have kind of uh, circled in on two main storylines for this season in the NHL. One's the Seattle Kraken, two is Jack Eichel. So let's start with the Kraken and what your expectations might be for them, uh, Batch, and how much are people talking about the rivalry already out there? Yeah, people are excited for that. You know, the first preseason game is, you know, just a couple of weeks away. The Canucks and the Kraken for Seattle's first game ever uh, as a team in the NHL. Uh, As far as how the Kraken will do, you know, I like the fact that they bring in Philip Grubauer between the pipes. They've got a solid defensive core. My thoughts on them are more you know, or how are they going to score goals? Because they don't have the forward depth that you would expect. And I expect that that will be their issue this year is they're going to be defensively sound. They've got good goaltending, but they may not be able to get timely scoring with the forward group they've got. Um, But that said, you know, 
many people were counting Vegas out before the start of their first year, and we all know how that ended. So I'll be interested to see how the Kraken do. And I think right now in BC anyway, there's a sense of excitement about the rivalry. That excitement may shift very quickly if the Kraken you know, beat the Canucks in their first regular season meeting, which is just a couple of weeks into the season. Uh, and what a shame the border situation is what it is, where you could have had fans going back and forth. Batch. And it will happen eventually, I think. But what? where are the – do you have any neutral site games? Are you going to Penticton for a rookie uh, tournament like usual? What What's the deal on the preseason for the Canucks? Yeah, no rookie tournament this year. Uh, that neutral site game that I mentioned, or the uh, the Seattle-Vancouver game that I mentioned, rather, is at a neutral site in Spokane, Washington. Nice. So that's not one that Canuck fans will be able to get to. But, you know, the, the good Spokane Chiefs fans in the WHL are going to get an NHL preseason game. And then the Canucks are playing in Abbotsford. Uh, having one game there because, of course, they have their new AHL affiliate that's been relocated from Utica to Abbotsford, so just down the highway in the Fraser Valley from Vancouver. So they're going to play a preseason game out in the Valley. And other than that, they're in NHL buildings the rest of the way. Our, we had Peter Labardis on yesterday. Can't remember what he said about travel this year for the broadcasters. Are you? Will you be in Spoke? Or what's the deal, Batch? What do you know about your travel this year? Uh, it's to be determined still. So I, wow. I think uh, the, the powers that be are waiting to see what the COVID situation is right down to the wire. So obviously we're cautiously optimistic that we're going to be back on the road and back in arenas calling games, but that remains to be seen right now. Amazing with training camp. Uh, you're basically on the eve of it, right? But I get it. I get it. I feel sorry for these uh, leaders in sports trying to come up with the answers to this. Jack Eichel. What's, what's the buzz? What do you hear? Is he going to be playing in Buffalo this year or not, Brendan? Yeah, it's well, it's one of those stories that, you know, even you talk to guys like Elliot Friedman and, and people that are, you know, much more tapped into these sorts of stories than I am, certainly, and they don't even have a feel for where it's going right now. It seems like it's all quiet. There was a lot of talk about maybe he ends up in Calgary, but then we saw the Flames commit some salary cap money to some signings here in the last few days, which, you know, could indicate that they're out of that mix. So, to be honest, I, I don't have a great idea on what's going to happen with Jack Eichel. You would have thought that by this point, the Sabres would have wanted to uh, get this deal done and not have it be a storyline about is he going to report to training camp or not. But that said, training camp is coming very quickly here and there's still no answer. So I'll be interested, uh, just like all your viewers, I'm sure, to see how it plays out here in the next few weeks. Uh, from Rocco, our technical producer has a question for you. He says, when can we expect... Pedersen and Hughes to get a final contract offer. What's popping there, Batch? Yeah, so both of them are restricted free agents and both of them remain unsigned as of this point. Uh, training camp starts on September the 22nd for the Canucks, so they're getting down to the wire here, but historically we've seen the Canucks use training camp and the start of the season as a pressure point to get these deals done. Brock Besser missed the first couple of days of training camp in 2019 before he got his contract done. Bo Horvat signed his contract just a couple of days before training camp, so uh, you know, looking at how the Canucks have negotiated these deals in the past, I wouldn't be concerned about Pedersen and Hughes just yet because it seems like they, they like to leave it to the last minute or use that start of the season as a pressure point to negotiate and get these deals done. I would be more concerned if we're getting into the preseason or close to the regular season and these guys are missing games, but I honestly don't expect that to happen. I think they'll have that contract uh, for both Hughes and Pedersen tied up in the next couple of weeks. 
And I always ask you this, if you remember near the end of our interviews, you are Vancouver Giants alum, proud dub guy, gone to the National Hockey League, carrying the banner, I feel, for a lot of Western League broadcasters. How much you've fallen with the Giants are doing, um, and your thoughts on the fact that for October anyways, they're not going to be able to go into the States. Yeah, uh, you know, I've heard some good things coming out of training camp about the group they've assembled. They've got uh, a couple of Swedish import players that are, are going to come in and hopefully have good years for them. One of them, uh, you know, potentially could play for them this year, was taken high in the draft by the Bruins. So that's exciting for the fans here. And, you know, much like, uh, you know, we talk about with the Canucks, I'm sure there are many Giants fans that are just excited to get back into the Langley Events Center and watch the team in person. And, you know, yeah, that's that border issue is going to be something that will really affect junior hockey much more than the NHL because we know the teams are, are going to be able to fly back and forth across the border. But for the Western Hockey League or even the BCHL because they have the Wenatchee Wild that play in that league, uh, there's going to be issues. And, you know, in terms of Wenatchee, I understand that uh, they are coming up to Canada because it's much easier to, to come across the border that way and are starting the season with like a month-long road trip uh, north of the border in BC because they're the only American team in the league. So if they were down there, they wouldn't have anyone to play. And I, I guess both uh, the leaders in the BCHL and the WHL are hoping hoping that we get some you know clarity on the border sooner rather than later so it doesn't throw a wrench into their seasons down the line. I knew you'd be on top of it. Brendan, as always, this has been fun, man. Uh, enjoy the games. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Rod. Appreciate it. The voice of the Vancouver Canucks, Brendan Batchelor from Sportsnet 650 Radio. Uh, what's that comment from Ta- Todd Pinkney, one of our P1s here? Is that face palm emoji? <laughs> Do you want to put it up on the screen? Here we are this far into COVID and we're still dealing with this. I can't believe it. You and me both, right? <sighs> We'll see if Moose is ready to come back. The award-winning Darren Moose DuPont. Do you want to put a camera on his award? His award's here. He's not. Maybe we'll talk to that stuffed Moose when we come back. And that's Ricky the Iguana, by the way, on the t- our, our mascot, Ricky the Iguana. We'll talk a little bit about what's ahead for this show. I'm very excited about it. We let it out of the bag earlier, but we can do it again for those that missed it. Hour two of the show is brought to you by Core Grain, doing the right thing for your farm. Got a sports update coming up, too. If you want to talk to me, it's just me right now. Write us on the Prairie Mobile text line, 306-840-8777. That is 306-840-8777. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SaskTel mobility dealer. We'll be right back. You are watching on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Hour two of the show brought to you by Core Grain, as you see. Thanks for joining us live here on Game Plus TV. YouTube or Facebook Live, or maybe you're listening later on the podcast, which over 90% of our viewers and listeners do, believe it or not. DG in Saskatoon writes in on the Prairie Mobile text line, and he says, Morning, guys. A bittersweet happy trails going out to noted Canadian sports fan Norm McDonald, 
well known for his support of the Montreal Canadiens and the Ottawa Rough Riders, Renegades, and Red Blacks. Go Jays! I wonder how many Canadian baseball fans we see in Minnesota this weekend. As from DG in Saskatoon. And from Metal Shingle Guy regarding Canada's Game of the Week as voted by you, the viewers, Winnipeg Blue Bombers at Edmonton Elks. Metal Shingle Guy writes in and he says they play three in their next four against each other. Bombers could cruise and get caught in a trap game. Could happen. There are those that think that, think that maybe the Blue Bombers, the 5-1 and one Blue Bombers, could be getting all fat and sassy going in there to Edmonton on Saturday night and get tripped up. I don't think Mike O'Shea will let that happen. Your thoughts, Moose, on that? Yeah, I don't think so either, but that's, that's definitely a concern, especially when you're as good as the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are, right? Eventually, you fall into a bit of a trap game. This might be it, but I don't think so. I really don't. You know, They know what it takes to win and to win a great cup. And so I think Mike O'Shea will have them focused. Winnipeg favored by four in Canada's game of the week at Edmonton. Look, I could delve into the sports update, and I'm going to, but the viewers are dishing on delicious things. And Jordan Smervold is watching on YouTube, which incidentally, what's our viewership up like 150 or 200% on YouTube? 230. Yeah, it's smashing. So thank you, everybody. How about that? He says, hey, which Canadian NHL team do you think is most likely to have a new GM next season? And I'm like, okay, you obviously weren't watching earlier. Or maybe you were when Brendan Batchelor was on. Moose wasn't because he was out doing business stuff with Morgan, who's in town for business stuff. That's right. I have my thoughts on who the next, the first GM to be replaced is in Canada and the NHL. I'm not sure today I want to say it because we're sitting here on September the what? 15th? Yeah. Everybody's tied for first place. I'm not sure right now I want to go down that road. And if you've been paying very careful attention over the last couple of months or actually six, seven months, you probably have a pretty good idea who I think that will be. But I just don't want to say it because as if I've learned... All the NHL teams are watching. Believe me, they are. So if somebody goes out and craps the bed, by what? U.S. Thanksgiving, I'll be more than happy to give my thoughts on that. So I don't want to do it right now just because they're all watching and I just... Is that too much of a pussy way out? (laughs) Spicy! Maybe. Like I want to frame it more... Which general managers are on the hot seat? And there are a few. That That's are a good one. There are a few. Well, on it ain't Bergevin. No, it's, it's not Pierre Dorian. He just got a new just contract. Got a contract. It's not Ken Holland. I don't. So now don't we're down to Holland. four. I don't think it's Holland. I don't think Dubas is on the hot seat. I think they're pretty. I think they're pretty much digging their heels in the sand, right? No matter what. So you look at the others. Kevin Chevaldeoff. He's not. In Winnipeg. Believe me, he's not. But he's probably at the bottom of that list. Now we're down to three. Right? And I think you got to look at Jim Benning, Brad Tree Tree Living, Living, right, as being probably the two on the hot seat because they've established pretty good rosters on paper. They've got some talent in in those rosters. And they've committed to them. So if those teams don't perform, then what they committed to obviously wasn't the right group of players, and now you need somebody else to come in and fix it. 
But those two teams have the potential to be good. Jordan's one of those guys, like most, who asked us but really wanted to give his own opinion, and that's fine. Oh, you noticed. He says, Benning, Tree, and he writes, dumbass. I think we know who he means with that. He's saying Toronto, Calgary, Vancouver. Spicy. I think it's good that you've got me here to balance you off because you're like all Leaf fans, and that is living in a fantasy world if you don't think Kyle Dubas is on the hot seat. Come I, on, man. I No, and, and it's not me saying that. They already fired a coach. Right, but it's not me saying that Kyle Dubas is a bad GM or a great GM. It's not me saying, oh, he's too good to be fired. It's, I think, the pride in that organization to be right about it. I think they've kind of dug in, <laughs> and they're like, I don't think they'll... I don't think he'll get fired this year, no matter how bad they do. I think it's a pride thing. I don't think it's a, um, a, you know, how how good he is type of thing. I'm not arguing with you. But it's like every other team in the Atlantic division is like, good. Because as long as they continue to fall on their face, we'll be fine. That's right. Let's keep Dubas in there because we see what's happening. That's just my read on that. Yeah. Uh, Let me do the sports update. The Blue Jays will be looking to rebound in the rubber match of their three-game series against the Rays today at Rogers Center. Toronto is, they fell 2-0 to Tampa Tuesday to fall back into a tie with the Yankees and Red Sox in the race for the American League's two wildcard spots. Robbie Ray slated to start for Toronto, 307 Eastern first pitch. It's a day game. Don't miss it. New Orleans Saints coach Sean Payton said today that a group of his offensive coaches, along with the team's nutritionist and a player, have tested positive for COVID-19. Payton didn't identify by name any of those who had tested positive, but he later indicated that those missing from in-person preparations included an offensive line coach, a receivers coach, a running backs coach, and two tight end coaches. Payton said all are vaccinated. How about that? How many of those do you have? How many quarterbacks coaches do you have? One. How many receivers coaches? How many nutritionists? Right? The Buffalo Bills have joined the Las Vegas Raiders as only the only NFL teams to require proof of vaccination against COVID-19 for all fans over the age of 12. The rules will be the same for Buffalo Sabres games when the NHL season gets underway next month. Unvaccinated fans were allowed to attend the Bills' first home game on Sunday, but were supposed to wear masks. Many fans say they saw little enforcement. County officials say the policy shift was a joint decision between the county and team's owners. There's also no option to gain entry with a negative virus test. Unvaccinated fans is allowed by the Saints and Seahawks. CF Montreal will be looking to get back on track tonight at Orlando City SC in one of eight MLS games on the schedule. Montreal had its seven-game home unbeaten streak snapped Sunday in a loss to Nashville SC. This this sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. Training camps are open. We get all the dub coverage at dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, fitness coach certified, now with eight amazing flavors, including my favorite, almond coconut. RP Show viewers get 20% off of the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. Can I tell you how excited I am to be going to the Dolphins and the Bills on Sunday? Fully vaccinated, ready to roll. Fins up. They're becoming my team. I'm excited for you. Uh, overtime is next. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. 
You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Uh, Rod and the Moose is here. And uh, here we go. It's overtime. It's brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. You're home for the UFC and the Seattle Kraken fan club. And I know that... A lot of our viewers joke, and particularly those at the Four Seasons, because the owner there, the Greek freak, Georgia Nitsos, died in the wall Leafs fans, and there are many of those. And he flirted with the notion of switching his allegiances to the Seattle Kraken because of the Leafs' face plant against the uh, Montreal Canadiens. What were they up, Boost? Remind me. 3-1 in that series? Stop it. Can't remember. You guys are over Post-game trash talk, what did I tell you? <laughs> well, I don't care. Literally do not care. I know you don't. Uh, which this reminds me, I don't know, I don't know why this reminds me of this, but how about this? Got an email here from the Arizona Coyotes. This was it this morning. El Paso, Texas, winner of Craft Hockeyville, USA, will host the Arizona Coyotes and Dallas Stars for an NHL preseason game on Sunday, October 3rd at the El Paso County Event Center. Announced by Kraft, Heinz, the NHL, and the NHL Players Association. El Paso, which earned its designation as 2020's most spirited hockey community in America after amassing the most votes in the online Kraft Hockeyville USA contest, also won $150,000 in rink upgrades from Kraft Heinz and $10,000 worth of new equipment from the NHL Players Association Goals and Dreams Fund. The game was not hosted in 2020 due to COVID-19. So because of that, go out there and buy more Kraft dinner and more ketchup and support Kraft. El Paso, Texas. How about that? That is awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Good for them. And when you say that, what the, uh, the El Paso, Texas County Event Center? Yeah. Sounds like a rodeo spot. I'm sure it is. Sounds like where we watched Cody Snyder's bull busting, like a little outdoor, a little spot. Oh, yeah. But, but that will be awesome for those fans and uh they love their hockey in Texas. I got a, I want to say a buddy, but I can't necessarily <laughs> remember his last name. Somebody remind me. Used to be the voice of the Seattle or the uh, Everett Silvertips. I believe his name was Joe Diamond. Real name? Yeah. Well, that's my. I'm not sure. Isn't Joe Diamond? He was the voice of the El Paso Rhinos for a spell. And uh, yeah, it's Joe Diamond. I think no. Joe Domini. Mm. And at times went by the name Joe Diamond. Why, why wouldn't you? Why not, right? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Speaking of diamonds, have you ever heard back from that gentleman's club in Alberta that wanted to sponsor no, the show? No, I have not. Why don't you get our sales manager, Jimmy Two Tables, on that? He can do a little investigative business on that. We are going to Edmonton in October. Live show for the gentleman's club. <laughs> that would be a first. Yeah, it would be a first. Well, for us, but probably for anybody. That would be a first. Bum, 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 bum. It's like ballers. Um, we never, well, we had time, but we forgot. You wanted to mention last week the DJ at Cody Snyder's Bull Bustin' event in, at the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino on the Tutina First Nation just outside Calgary. I'll give you the, the floor My right gosh. now. I mean... It was the greatest soundtrack of all time. I mean, I'm trying to remember some of the songs. Your memory's a little bit better than mine. All of them turned down for what? Uh, well, you name it. Oh. Danger Zone, Kenny Loggins. Twisted Sister. We're not going to uh, take it. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Come on, feel the noise. Yeah, Quiet Riot. Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. It was it what it reminded me of was being a kid and going to the Winyard Memorial Arena and watching the Winyard Monarchs play. And I don't know if it was Larry Karkachuk or who was running the music at the time, but it was the best music. It was all that old stuff, and they played the best 15, 20 seconds between face-offs. Um, it wasn't necessarily what was the most current at the time, but it worked. It was great. We were driving into Winnipeg, and Moose said, because I, I literally had just discovered Spotify. I'd heard of it, yeah. but I never really used it, and then Darren's got me going on it, and he goes, I'd like to own a junior hockey team just to be the DJ. And that was fun. No kidding, right? Would be the best. Uh, Corey Hill on YouTube says, could you answer two of my questions, please? And you were about to answer one of them. What are your questions, dude? What are your questions? I can't remember. We get 1,800 messages coming in here, but I don't know what yours are. Sonny Sonny Black's watching on YouTube. He says, Zona would rather have rodeos than hockey in their current NHL arena. Crazy. Do you remember when they announced this ownership and management structure of the Coyotes? Do you remember what I said at the time? Good luck. That's right. And they're going to finish dead last in that division, the Central. It's too bad. Sean in Vancouver writing us Prairie Mobile text line. Sean in Vancouver. Hey, Roddy and Moose. Can't wait for you guys to get out here in December. Great show today as always. Thank you, Sean. Well, he should, because we had the, the Canucks talk. Well, he for sure is coming out to Vancouver in December. I will be somewhere else, probably. But we got several, several. Listen, Corey Hill, we got two minutes. Get your questions in. Now, let's go, and I'll answer them. Guy's falling asleep at the switch, Moose. But I could not be more thrilled to tell you that I'll be at the Dolphins and the Bills on Sunday. The Dolphins have called three times. My seats are going to be a party. The people around you will wonder what's going on when (laughs) dignitaries from the Dolphins are coming down the stairs. I know. Like, that's cool. Corey says, I'm hearing rumors about the Ottawa Senators and Jack Eichel. Anything that true or isn't it? So you're hearing rumors about Jack Eichel. We've heard about Jack Eichel to Calgary. Where else have we heard of six landing spots? It's just rumors, man. Who knows if it's going to happen? What's your other question? Yeah, if they had the right offer, I mean, for the right price, Jack Eichel is an asset for sure. But some teams don't want to disrupt what they have, fit into the core. Some teams can't fit him into the salary cap. He's not cheap. Still a good player despite, you know, playing on a bad team and wanting out. So Ottawa is a team that could take a chance. I could see it. Darren Workman in Salt Lake City says, say hello to the Houston Coyotes. I can't remember what I was listening to yesterday. We listened and watched so much. But somebody said, Tillman Fertitta, the owner of the Houston Rockets, has gone on record and said he wants an NHL team for Houston. The plan is underway. Tomorrow, Dan Rashevich, CFL Hall of Famer in studio, and Jackie Redman from uh, NHL Network. See you at noon Eastern here on Game Plus. Who has more fun than us? (laughs) For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.